You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and when the when the host starts it out, they're always like, "What up, Fire Nation? What up, Freedom Fighters?" And I, I, so like every time I, I'm. I'm about to hit record. I'm always sitting here like, okay, am I going to start something? Am I going to do that? And I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyways, if you haven't watched the Fire Fe- Festival, um, I think it's just called Fire. That's F-Y-R-E documentary on Netflix. I definitely recommend you do it, especially if you are into marketing and entrepreneurship or anything related because it's a it's an incredible documentary and probably one of the most messed up things you'll ever see. So I'm gonna kind of give a quick summary of it and then point out something that was relatively minor but that had a huge impact on me while I was watching it. Um, so here's kind of the rundown. So a few years ago, this dude named Billy McFarland, who was this kind of notorious serious uh, serial entrepreneur who had created some stuff in New York um, was working on this app uh, with the rapper Ja Rule, and it was called Fire F Y R E. And a, the goal of it was to link regular people with celebrities. So, like, here's a good example: if you wanted to book Ja Rule to come to your 16-year-old kid's birthday, you could pay the twenty-five thousand dollars directly. Uh, to his management team through this website and it would kind of filter and 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 middleman facilitate those types of connections so they were working on how they were going to promote this thing and how they're going to go to market with it and do a campaign and billy mcfarlane and his team probably mostly just him came up with this idea to do a, a remote music festival called fire so he partnered with ja rule um, he went down to the Bahamas and he purchased, or he said that he purchased an island for millions of dollars that used to be owned by Pablo Escobar. So he hired a digital marketing agency. And this was all super interesting to me because I work in the space and, you know, marketing is kind of my thing. Um, so it was kind of super interesting see the, seeing the journey of all these guys that were helping him execute both the app development, but also the campaign for this festival. So anyway, so he they get the island, Ja Rule, they hire a digital agency to come down, do some videography, and they invite, like I think there was 50 or 60 Instagram models to come with them down to this island for, uh, for a few days and so they could shoot promo videos. So they do that. It all goes well. They have a good time. The models are all posting pictures. Um, it's great. He's going to do this big festival down there. Next up, he starts reaching out to influencers and he gets all these influencers on, on Instagram, mostly models, and, and Kylie Jenner was involved. I think it said he paid her like 200K to, to launch this festival when ticket sales were out, go online. So they make the website go online. All these influencers and models post this big orange image on their Instagram and, and not much else in the image. Catches a lot of attention. They start selling tickets. People can purchase like villas and all these crazy things. You go down there for, I think it's a week, and there's headliners. They said they had a, a Blink-182, uh, a bunch of other dudes, uh, or bands, I should say. 
And the, the people just started buying $4,000 a ticket. It came with a flight, all this crazy stuff. They were paying like $25,000 for villas, blah, blah, blah. Sold out, I don't know how many thousands of people. And then it was time to execute. And it kind of all came to light that Billy McFarlane was a liar. Uh, as soon as they announced the, the event was at a on an island that used to be owned by Pablo Escobar, the actual owner of the island who was just going to rent it, loan it to Billy, pulled out and said, you can't do this. I told you I didn't want to talk about Pablo uh, Escobar's uh, former involvement in this geographic area. So they had to move to this other place in the Bahamas, and it wasn't an island, but the promotions all said it was an island. So he, he like, Photoshopped the pictures, the aerials from drones to make it look like it was a secluded island. Um, they couldn't get enough room, so they put up all these shitty tents. People from the Bahamas, locals that were working there uh, to build everything. It wasn't coming together. Caterers got fired. No one was getting paid. Um, as this was all getting leaked, people started posting about it online, saying that it was a crock of shit and you shouldn't go because you're going to be sleeping in a tent and filled with water. Like these things were like, they were like, um, they're those tents you get when there's when there was when there was like a storm or a, a hurricane in the states. They put up these these little white tents, and he basically bought a bunch of those. Anyway, so he's into it like millions of dollars, and nothing's going right, and no one's getting any answers from him. His staff are all telling him, "You need to stop. You need to pull out of this. You need to you know bring the budget down." He's ignoring it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Over oh, all the media is starting to say that it's it's a fake and it's a fraudulent thing. Uh, the time comes for the actual festival. I think a third of the people come down and there's not enough room for them. None of them had villas. There was no travel. People were losing it, getting pissed off. Uh, and he was, you know, he was out of it. All the acts, I'm pretty sure, bailed because they never got paid. So entirely, this, this thing was a big scam. So it went to crap. Didn't He canceled it after day one. Everyone went home pissed off. Um, and then he starts getting sued by all these people that were going to it, by artists, by businesses, all these people were suing him. Uh, he's now under criminal investigation for it because it was, it was clearly fraud. There's this, there's this, uh, there's this situation at the end of the documentary where I guess someone grabbed a Google Hangout recording of the team with Billy McFarlane when he came back to to his office with all his team that was working on the app development who had no idea what was going on. And Ja Rule's on the call and Ja Rule's like, listen, this isn't fraud. It's false advertising. So Ja Rule, you're a piece, dude, for real. You'll never hear this, but you're a piece. What that indicates right there is that you can take a garbage dude out of the hood, give him a bunch of money, and he won't change his heart at all. You're a scammer, and that's disgusting. Back to Billy McFarlane. Uh, I never liked Ja Rule's music anyways. Dudes want to be Tupac. But um, Billy McFarlane's getting sued. He's, uh, he, he now gets convicted um, of fraud and all these other things because he, he scammed all the investors who he raised millions of dollars from to put this thing on. Um, he told them, like, inflated numbers, a bunch of really serious stuff. So he gets... Um, he he's gets convicted of criminal charges. He's, he's out on bail. What does he do next? He takes the email list from all the people that purchased tickets and starts frauding them again and selling them fake tickets to events like, I can't remember, it was like 
the Grammys and things like that. Like these things you could not get tickets to. He was literally selling them for like four or five thousand dollars more than that. People, you know, you have a database of sixty thousand people who purchased tickets to fire or whatever it was. You're gonna get a few thousand probably get scammed. So then he made a crap load of money again, uh, and then started facing criminal charges for that. So that's the story. It's basically this story of pretty much the worst in people, and especially when it comes to business. This dude was just heartless, and and you know he fired his staff without actually firing them. So they, when he got back, he's just like, "I'm not paying you all anymore." He's like, "I'm not firing you. I'm not laying you off. So you can't go get benefits. I'm just not paying you because that would cause complications for them." And it was just crazy. This is the craziest business story I think I've ever like heard, and I've read a lot of books. Now, all that being said, so that you can imagine the documentary is full of crazy stuff. But there's this one moment where this millennial dude who purchased tickets to go to fire and went, gets down there. And there's like these tents and people are all running around trying to get a tent for the night. And he says, him and his two buddies or whatever that he went down with, wanted to seclude their tent. So they went into the other tents and started ripping up mattresses so that people couldn't use those tents. Thousands of people down there get are getting scammed. And this moron does that to strangers. If that doesn't show how messed up some men are at our core. And you know, there's probably women doing shady things too. But let's just talk about men because this guy was a man. And how corrupt he is in his soul that that's that was what his instinct told him to do when he was down there screw over these other people who had just been screwed over and he thought it was funny this dude thought it was funny when he was talking about the documentary and it's not even a main focus point you know there's no i googled there's not a lot of people talking about it it just stood out at me i was like whoa like this kid is this kid's got like he's he wasn't raised right or something. There's something going on. And anyways, that jumped out at me. I was just like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, if anybody watches it and you see that, you know, let me know what you think about that kid if I'm off base or not. But that's really all I want to talk about. I was going to make this whole episode about this kid, that this 20-year-old or whatever he was, a goofball, that said that. But I, I figured I'd give some background because the, the whole documentary was, was definitely interesting and you almost don't believe it's real, but it's like they had cameras the whole time, so you're just seeing footage. It's crazy. Anyways, that's it for this one. Y'all take it easy. Appreciate you listening.